0: Welcome back to Life and What I've Learned So Far by Kiara Moore. Hey everybody. So I've been working on trying to set a um, formula on how I wanted to do my episodes. And so I've come up with doing episodes twice a month um, and trying to get them uploaded every Tuesday. So I'm setting myself to that. Um, I've been a little bit busy, as you know. I'm I'll be getting married in less than sixty days, as well as I'm currently trying to get back into the work field. Um, my position was eliminated in November, in which I would do an episode soon about unemployment because I learned a lot. <laughs> but I know that once I start back working, I won't have as much free time as I've had to do an episode every week. And so I also like to do a little bit of research um, just to back myself up. Like I said, it's neither fact or fiction, but I do want to give you guys some factual information on what I've learned because I do my research before I do everything in life as well. Um, Being, going to school, I always did research, research, research. So that's who I am. I research everything. But today's episode is going to be about um, credit and budgeting. So I used to be very, um, what is the word? I would say crazy about my credit. Like I will be looking at it like every week to see if it updated and everything And that's kind of what helped me uh, raise my credit score. So what works for me may not work for everybody, but it's a start. And so back in 2018, I was determined to raise my score. I started out at like a 550. And that is because... When you co-sign for people to get things, don't do it. Even if it's close family members, I learned my lesson. So don't do it. Even if there's no way that they can get what they need, don't do it because it's going to hurt your credit in the long run if they're not financially responsible. But I was determined to raise my score because I knew... Um, eventually me and my fiance will be getting married. And one of our goals is to buy a home, a decent home for a good price. And credit has a lot to do with what type of loan you will be approved for as well as the interest rate. And so back in, um, 2018, What I did was I would look at my Credit Karma app and Credit Karma gives you a lot of information um, that you would need to improve your score. They have really upgraded their site. And what I would do is Remember the days that it screensh- that it um, updates. So it used to be Tuesdays, some days it's Fridays. It really changed every three months when it was updated. But I would screenshot my score for that week. And then I would see under my report what changed, what updated, what was added. And it, Credit Karma also lets you know what changed and made your credit drop and what changed and made your credit go up. So that's a good thing about credit karma. Now credit karma is not always accurate. It's sometimes it's a little off. It might be a little less, it might be a little more. It really just depends. But it gives you a good estimate of the ballpark area that you're around in your credit. And so I was faithfully screenshotting my credit score every time it updated. That was one that I will go back from time to time and look at it and see how I progressed throughout the years. So, I remember February 2018, I was at a 550, and by December, I was at a 710. And some of the things that helped me during that process, not only was I looking at my score on a week-to-week basis, I was also budgeting, looking at my bills, seeing what accounts I can close and what accounts I can keep and try to bring those balances down. And so really what credit allows you to do, it allows you to buy things now and pay for later. And how it works is banks and um, other companies have this formula that they use. They multiply and divide the bills that are on your credit score that are paid, not paid, that are late. And that's how they get your credit score. And when you go to buy certain things, you have what is called a APR, annual interest rate. And interest rate is very, very important because it tells you how much interest you will be paying on something. For an example, Let's say I wanted to buy a TV for $1,000, but I need to get a loan to pay for that TV. Well, if I have a 710 credit score, the interest rate on that would probably be, what, 10%. That means 10% of $1,000, i will be paying $100 extra. So it'll be um, $1,100 that I'm paying on that TV, if I pay that off in a year, that is all I'll, I will be paying. If I decided to extend that to paying it off two years, remember, annual percentage interest rate is annual yearly. So that will be an additional $100. So remember, anytime a company wants you to pay for something and they were like, well, if you extend this, you'll get a lower monthly payment. But you're really not saving any money because something if that tv i'll be paying eleven hundred dollars if i pay it off in a year if i extend that to two years with low monthly payments i'll end up paying twelve hundred dollars so it doubles same example for a person with bad credit let's say you have a 480 score that same one thousand dollar tv a company might give you an interest rate of what, 25%, which means that's an extra $250 a year that you'll be paying on. And if they hit you with that, hey, if you extend your payments out to two years, you get a lower monthly payment. But instead of paying that $1,250 that you'll be paying for that year, you'll end up paying $1,500 for that same TV, the same TV that the person with the good score for 10%, percent will be paying $1,100. You'll be paying $400 more if you have bad credit. So remember that. And you're thinking, oh, I don't need a, a loan for a TV. Maybe you don't. But for a house, you might need a loan for that. For a car, a decent car, or a brand new car, you might need a loan for that unless you have a good budgeting system to where you save. So remember that not only does credit affect things you can approve for but it also affect your interest rate and how much you'll be paying so always look at that interest rate that same amount it goes on credit cards there are a few credit cards that have high yearly interest rates as well as monthly interest rates which leads me to my next topic about paying your bills so a lot of credit cards have your billing date your statement date um and your um, i want to say it's posting date it's the day that they post your payment to your credit score so for example for me i have a i've been having a captain one card since i was 18 and my statement date is I believe the 20th of every month, but my due date is the 14th, which is when the payment is due. However, it doesn't get posted to my credit score until the 17th of every month. So that's a lot of things you wanna look at. You wanna make sure you pin on your due date or before your due date, especially for before they post it to your credit. Because if you ever pay attention to your credit, the, um, the utilization is a big factor when determining your score. So what impacts your score? Number one, on-time payments. On-time payments affect your score tremendously. Um, for example, the person that I co-signed for a car has a lot of late payments, which was why my credit score was at 550. Um, Another thing that impacts your score tremendously, the age of your credit. Like I said, um, I've been having my Capital One card since I was 18. So looking at um, the credit website that I use, if you have a um, credit history of 20 years or more, that is really good. Um, less than that, it kind of goes medium and then low on how it impacts your score, or where your score range will be. Another impact is credit use. So for example, if you have a $2,000 credit limit, and every time your score is reported or your credit is reported to your credit statement, and that $2,000 credit limit is not on there, it's maybe you got you maxing it out to like $10. That would drop your score a lot. What you want to do is keep that utilization under 30%. So if you can't pay off your balance at the end of every month, which paying off your balance will save you that interest fee every month. But if you can pay off that that balance at every month, if you can pay off that balance every month, I would suggest paying it in full. If you cannot, keep it under 30%. And so, for example, that $200 credit limit. If you can't pay it off, keep it no less than $1,400. $1,400 is at the 30%. It will keep your score higher than what it would be if you maxed that credit card out and didn't pay the balance that month. So, another question couple of things that impact your score, but not as a high impact as the other three. The age of your credit, use of it, or on-time payments. But the number of inquiries. Inquiries is having people check your credit score because you're applying for things. Places that are notorious will be dealerships. I left a dealership and I got hit six times and I'm like, wow. Number one, I was upset because I had been sent a pre-approval from Capital One. So it was no reason for them to check my score. However, a lot of times the dealerships like to get over on women and that's what they do. But if you get a pre-approval from a dealership or um, a finance company say hey you're pre-approved call that finance company or that dealership to verify that information and if they did pre-approve you take that pre-approval up to the car dealership let them know this is what you're going with they might say well we can find a lower interest rate for you what's the probability of them finding that not very high because what they'll do is run your credit through every single bank that they have and that will increase the number of inquiries you have on your credit and remember inquiries only fall off every two years so for example if you had your credit run today that inquiry won't fall off your credit until january 28 2022. new accounts. so new accounts really they don't impact your credit score as much, but they do show up. Um, I have currently probably, I would say, 11 open accounts, and eight of those are student loans, <laughs> which that's another other topic, but I try to keep my accounts low. I've closed um, a couple of accounts. I had a Coast Card, I closed it. In closing, your cards will drop your score for a couple of months um it's not really good to close it but I didn't want to keep up with the bill so i rather took took that hit in closing it and having my score drop for three months and then it's shooting right back up because I no longer have that on my score on my credit score also um the total available amount of credit So if you have three credit cards, one of them is $5,000, another one $2,000, another one $500, that's $6,500. If you have those maxed out, it will show you your available credit is zero out of that $6,500. It doesn't impact your score a lot, but it shows that you are not paying your bills fully. So, that's something you want to be aware, aware of. Um, also, another thing that kind of works congruent with credit is identity theft. So, a lot of times, especially today with us being a computer and phone society, identity theft, is a very very high crime and it's hard to it's hard to come back from it because you having to prove that it wasn't you that opened up all these accounts I watched this movie a long time ago in Lifetime where this lady literally stole this other lady's identity bought a house a car Got all these loans and this lady credit was just trashed. And the lady got caught. But I mean, even though she went to jail, this lady still had to recover from her identity being stolen. So you want to be very, very careful because um, Credit Karma, um, as well as um, Capital One, they will show you your credit report. And if your information is on the black market... It will let you know it's there. I did have um my information compromised through Capital One due to that lady selling that information, and somebody did get a hold of my Capital One card. I had to close it because they bought $50 worth of pizza on my card in New York, and I live in Dallas, Texas. And so identity theft can really impact your credit. So You wanna be careful when you're on these websites putting in your information. Things to look for on the website. If you ever notice in the search bar or the website bar, there's a lock next to it. That means your information is secure. As well as that HTTPS, that means your information is secure. Any information that you're putting in there, hackers can't reach it. It gets jumbled up once it's submitted. Also, at the bottom of some of the websites, will let you know if their information is secure as well as if they're selling your information or not. So that's another thing you want to be aware of. Wrapping up credit is very important um, to keep in mind that even though we might want to get away from credit by using cash, at some point in time, you're going to need credit. A lot of places are using it. Unfortunately, jobs are using it. Um, Insurance companies are using it to determine your uh, monthly or your yearly premium. And other places are using it. So credit is very important to keep in mind. With me, I just kept it real simple. I paid the bills. um, I budgeted. And I made sure that I paid the bills on time. I kept up with the dates that it got reported. So, I know I'm not missing anything. And then I I made sure that I did reviewing my credit. So, on Credit Karma, which they recently did this in the last six months. If anything is on your credit that is not correct, you can go on Credit Karma and dispute that. So... When I moved out my apartment and me and my fiance moved in together, I ended my contract with Spectrum Cable Company and my last bill somehow got to me later than what it needed to be. So when I got it, I paid it. It was $100, but it was already sent to collections by the time I got it. So I paid it. I paid it directly to Spectrum. I didn't go through the collection company because a lot of times you don't have to pay the collection company. It's better to go through the person that or the entity that had your bill. So I went directly to Spectrum to pay it. It got reported on my credit as a collection, but it was zero dollars. So I'm like, how is it in collections, but it's zero dollars? So I was able to dispute that on Credit Karma. I hit the dispute button. I put in the information and I, I wrote a note saying that I'm not understanding why is this in collections at a zero balance when it should have been paid off and not even reported to collections. So Credit Karma got that information and they took care of everything. So 30 days later... I got an email from Credit Karma saying this was removed off my credit report. So there are ways and there are different avenues you can take to dispute things off your credit score. Um, If you have late payments, you can dispute those as well. There's one particular um, late payment I want to try with the person I co-signed for because it's in my name as well. So I want to try to dispute those late payments so I can see if I can get those off and it will shoot my credit score right up. But what goes hand in hand with credit is budgeting. And what I do as far as budgeting, number one, the snowball method. I won't go into detail of the snowball method. You can go into Google and Google snowball method, but it literally means just, lining up your bills from you can do either the highest balance to lowest or the lowest balance to highest or the highest interest rate to lowest interest rate which I did the lowest balance to the highest so for example I had a bill account that I wanted to get closed that was a $100 another one that was 600 and so what I did I created a budget of my bills that I have to pay in the bills that I wanted to get closed and I put those in order and I see what extra money I had left to pay off those accounts in order to close them so I think I had an extra hundred dollars a month that I could apply so what I did was the extra hundred dollars I took it and paid the lowest balance off that one hundred dollars and then the other bills that were under there I just make the minimum payments. So on the next month since I already paid that $100 off and then I had that extra $100 that I add to that bill I went to the next bill which was a $600 bill and I applied $200 plus the minimum payment so I can knock that bill out and that's what the snowball method is that's when you pay off one bill And that monthly payment you was paying to that one bill, you add it to the other one when you pay it off. And you snowball it. You know how a snowball, when you rolling down the hill in a snowball and it accumulates more? That's what the snowball method means. And you can, like I said, you can go Google it or go on YouTube and it'll tell you about the snowball method. And I was able to pay off. I had a cons bill that was $3,000. I had a a loan that I got that was $1,800, another loan that I had that was $2,600, and I was able to pay those off before the time that they were supposed to be paid off. And I got rid of those accounts. My goal, my ultimate goal with budgeting is to get to a place where, of course, I don't have those student loans, but that's going to take me a while. I have a, I have a plan for that. I'm working on a budget to pay off my student loans. Um, I have a, a bachelor's degree and a master's degree. So my student loans are at 71K. So I have a plan that I'm working on. Eventually, if it works, I'll let y'all know about it. But I'm working on paying that off less than the 10 years I'm supposed to be paying that off but a little things i learned especially if you're trying to buy a house they look at your debt to income ratio and the more debt you have the less you get approved for um far as a uh, a home loan so you want to make sure that all that stuff you pay off if you can and not and not get it anymore during the process of getting a house and once i start the process of buying a house I will go into detail. I, that's another episode. But I had my credit ran last year by a mortgage company, so I can kind of see where would I be and how. What What do I need to do far as when I apply for a house? And I got approved for um, a hundred fifty k home loan. And one of the things that they said. If you have student loans you need to be paying on that they do not need to be in default and so that's one of the things but budgeting and saving and paying bills I would say treat your savings account like a bill you know make sure you pay that and make sure that it's in a separate account online banking is pretty big right now um, I left Chase to go to Capital One's online banking because Chase, I've never had any fees with them. In my accounts, they accumulate interest. So Capital One, my savings account, I earn an annual interest rate of 1%. So that means if at the end of the year, I have $500 in my account, I get an extra $5 added just for the money sitting in there. So you want to have a savings account that adds interest. Um, that's pretty much it. I don't want to. I like to keep these episodes short. Um, I hope y'all enjoy it. If you need any tips, I'm gonna tell you where I get my tips from. There's a lady named the Budgetista, and she has a group called uh, Dream. Um, Dreamers, or something like that. If you type in the budgetista on Facebook, it'll come up, and it's a group of women and men of all race, ages, everything sharing their financial trip tips, and that is where I get a lot of my information, and it's free so. If you ever want to um, get on that, Google the Nista or type in the Nista on Facebook and join that group because they give really good information and everybody's so friendly and helpful about different things. And there's people of different profesh- professions on there. So if you're looking for jobs or streams of income, there's people on there giving that advice. But there's information everywhere my information i got on credit i took out a loan with this place called lend up and it's referral only and basically it's a loan to help you build your credit and they teach you different things about credit so that you can be smart when you apply so all those tips i gave you on annual interest rate and things like that i got from there if you're interested in that um i don't know if they have it open Where anybody can apply for a loan. But if you do need a referral, hit me up and I'll send you the link. But other than that, there's free information out there for everybody to, you know, get that information if you want to. And I will say after I build my credit score up to that 710, Credit Karma said I was able to apply for American Express Charge Card. So a charge card is a card with no limit. Basically, they trust you enough because your credit score is high enough and your pay history is good enough to where you charge your card, they expect you to pay all everything you charge off that month, later that month. And I was able to give me a rose gold charge card at the end of the 2018 year. So if you want, and that, and that, cre- and that increased my score after paying that for three months, it increased my score 80 points. So yes, the type of card that you have can increase your score a lot too. But any more tips, feel free to hit me up on my Facebook or my Instagram. Um, I'm not on Twitter. I, I've never really got into Twitter. As long as it's been out, I just never got into it. But Facebook at Life to Podcasts as well as Instagram at Life to Podcasts. And I would love to hear everybody else's experience with credit and budgeting. And if you need any tips or want to get added to that group because you can't find it, let me know and I'm here to help. I love to give information. I don't like to hold anything in because I want everybody to win. If you win, I win. If I win, you win. Take care, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day.